This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Just into CNN, Manhattan District Attorney is suing Republican Congressman Jim Jordan over alleged interference in his case against former President Donald Trump. The former president, of course, was indicted last week. CNN's Kara Scannell and CNN's Manu Raju join us with the latest. So things are getting more and more acrimonious here. Kara, what is the latest that you're hearing? Yeah, it certainly is getting more acrimonious, Biana. We've learned that the Manhattan District Attorney's Office has filed a lawsuit in federal court seeking to block the subpoena from Jim Jordan's committee, the House Judiciary Committee, that they made last week to one of the top prosecutors who worked on this investigation. Now, Jim Jordan has also reached out to the District Attorney's Office, Bragg, saying they wanted him to come in and testify. But this is a significant step forward to combat this effort. Bragg's um, lawsuit is alleging that this is an unconstitutional effort by Congress to try to interfere in a state prosecution. Uh, they also say that Congress has no power to supervise or to get involved in state uh, investigations. So they're asking the judge here to block the subpoena for the former prosecutor Mark Pomerantz's testimony. He had a deadline of April 20th, that's next week, to report to Congress to give his testimony. They're also asking the judge to stop any future subpoena to brag or to any current or former prosecutors from that office who have worked on this investigation. I mean, interestingly, in this lawsuit, Bragg's office is also alleging that Jim Jordan and other Republican congressmen have been involved in a campaign of intimidation, retaliation, and obstruction. And they cite the former President Trump's own threatening statements to Bragg. And you recall that Bragg's office did receive a letter with suspicious white powder in it. It was deemed to be non-hazardous. But Bragg's office saying that these threats, these um, it, statements of intimidation by Trump were not denounced by these Republican congressmen. And instead, they said that the House Republicans were participating in these threatening efforts. Biana. Okay, welcome. It is uh, Tuesday, 11 April, the year of our Lord, 2023. It's the um, AD, N-O-Domine, uh, Mark Levin, not CE, not Common Era. Um, the... Um, we had Jeff Clark on. We talked about this briefly, but I had to get the Mike Davis, Fighting Mike Davis. Mike, we got a lot to go through. I know you want to talk about the other. Uh, you've been doing some great tweets on the on the entire battlefield coming against President Trump. But I want to start off. This is kind of a bombshell today, uh, just breaking. Tell, walk me through. Is, is this, are we supposed to interpret from this, or do you take from this, that Bragg is is really petrified of this move to hold him accountable by the uh, by the House, which you've been advocating from the beginning? Yeah, Jim Jordan is clearly over the target here. This is an unprecedented lawsuit that Alvin Bragg has filed. Remember, for the first time in American history, this Soros-funded Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, indicted a former president of the United States. And this former president also happens to be the leading uh, opposing presidential candidate. And Bragg is using federal funds to do this. He admitted to Jim Jordan's House Judiciary Committee that he's using federal funds, and Bragg is using a laughable legal theory under federal election law to pursue 
this bogus case against Trump. This is a case that was previously rejected by the prior Man Manhattan DA at Alvin Bragg's urging. When Alvin Bragg worked for the uh, New York Attorney General's office, it was rejected by the Manhattan U.S. Attorney. Uh, it was rejected by the Federal Election Commission. It was rejected by Bragg himself when he was first elected as the Manhattan DA. And then he took heat from rogue prosecutors, including this Mark Pomerantz, who unethically went public with their political grievances. Uh, and so Bragg colluded with the Biden Justice Department, including recruiting senior Biden political appointee, Matthew Colangelo, to come resuscitate this zombie case against President Trump. And Bragg is denying President Trump due process and equal protection of the law. And the, uh, Bragg is also endangering New Yorkers by diverting these federal funds from real crimes like carjackings, robberies, assaults, rapes and murders to interfere in a presidential election. So Congress has a duty under Section 5 of the 14th Amendment and its oversight of the federal purse to investigate here. And so now Bragg is trying to cover up. He's scared. He knows that House Republicans are over the target. So he uh, he's brazenly violating Trump's constitutional mm -hmm. rights, his civil rights. This is obvious election interference by Bragg. And so Bragg filed this frivolous lawsuit. And remember, the same Democrats who used the January 6th committee to go after Republicans, it's going to come back and bite them now because courts have consistently held that Congress, uh, when they're when they're looking at a legitimate uh, legislative purpose, they have plenary power to, to investigate. They have plenary power for oversight when they're looking at a legislative purpose. There is a clear legislative purpose here. They Bragg is spending federal funds to investigate a presidential candidate and interfere in an election, and, uh, and Bragg is violating rights, civil rights of Donald Trump. Why do you say this uh, lawsuit is, is, is frivolous? I know he's trying to stop it or buy time, but just technically, from a lawyer's perspective, for our audience, why is it frivolous? Well, first of all, there's the speech or debate clause where Congress, uh, it, it is very, very, very difficult to to sue lawmakers, uh, to sue Congress for their legislative duties because of the speech or debate clause. Uh, it, it's also frivolous because there is a clear legislative purpose here. There's a clear oversight purpose here. Again, Congress has a duty under Section 5 of the 14th Amendment to ensure that states provide due process and equal protection of the law. Congress has a duty to ensure that federal funds are appropriately spent. And let's just think about it this way. Let's let's say a Republican prosecutor, an elected Republican prosecutor, indicted a black person under bogus charges. Do you think Congress would not have the power to step in? Is, is that what Bragg is, is arguing? Can, can a Republican uh, DAs can Republican AGs politically uh, go after Black Americans, uh, and there's no recourse with Congress? Of course not, right? Uh, there, there's the, there's the due process and equal protection clause of the Fourteenth Amendment, and Congress is well within its constitutional power, its constitutional duty to investigate here. Jim Jordan is clearly on on the right legal grounds here, and if some, you know, if they're trying to cherry pick some Southern District of New York. Democrat appointed judge to stop 
Jim Jordan's investigation, this will get overturned by the Second Circuit. This will get overturned by the Supreme Court. Jim Jordan has the clear constitutional power here to investigate. If Bragg had nothing to hide, wouldn't it have been better just to go up? Because it, you had laid out the methodology. They're going to go up and take staff depositions in New York. If there was nothing to hide, wouldn't he have been better just let the staff depositions go and then they they get nothing and it's called a day, right? This shows you that they got something to hide. They don't want the staff deposed. They don't want to, they've been told to hold your books and records, to hold your, even your personal text messages and your personal emails and your personal phone records. Um, If, if Bragg, if he, I'm not saying if he's smart, but there was nothing there. You would have Jordan come up and then you'd mock him later. They came up and did staff deposition. They got nothing. This is just another Republican overreach. This is Trump putting these 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 Republicans every time Trump snaps his finger. Jim Jordan will say, how high do I have to jump boss? And there's nothing there. They must be they must be they don't want these people deposed under penalty of perjury. Is, is that how I'm going to take this? Well, yeah, I mean, and what's even more egregious about this lawsuit by Bragg is He's suing so Mark Pomerantz can't cooperate with the committee. Mark Pomerantz quit. He no longer he no longer works for the office. Pomerantz is the one who quit and wrote the book, right, unethically. So what is Bragg's justification? How would interviewing Pomerantz obstruct Bragg's investigation, his political prosecution, political persecution of Trump? Bragg knows that he colluded with the Biden administration. Bragg knows that he that that President Biden sent Matthew Colangelo from the number three's office in the Justice Department back in December to resuscitate this zombie case to get Trump. That Bragg knows he's cornered here. He knows he's caught. This is not simply about Bragg. This has been your theory of the case since August 8th when we had you on. Uh, you know, you've been doing the Supreme Court stuff for us. You've been doing great stuff on the judges, on process. But you came on on that day to really... Uh, talk about the 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 what you said was an illegal raid down at Mar-a-Lago. The issue yeah. here, and this thing picked up steam on the Jordan side when you identified you were the first Matt Colangelo, and you said, "Hey, here's the connective tissue. This is the linkage between the Justice Department and the Biden White House, and the whole Susan Rice, the whole apparatus is tied together around Colangelo because he's a guy that's been everywhere and worked for everybody. He's central to this." Walk us through that. Is that is is the reason Bragg's nervous or they're nervous is not simply Bragg's incompetence in the ridiculous, you know, criminal proceeding we have, which is you've rightly gone through as a misdemeanor bookkeeping era, not even related to Trump. But is the thing is, since you identify Colangelo, is that what they're really petrified about is getting in there and staff depositions, getting Colangelo's because they told him keep all your personal text messages, all your personal emails. And they can find out if he if he if he try to wipe stuff out is the issue they have in the nervousness that you've identified. And now Jordan's gone after this, the guy that is the interlinking connectivity between actual Merrick Garland and the DOJ and ultimately to Biden's White House counsel and Biden's White House. It is very clear that Matthew Colangelo was sent by Biden in December to Bragg's office to get Trump. There's no question. You don't just send the number two to the number three, a very senior official in the Biden Justice Department. You don't send one of your top, they don't just quit their job one day, uh, go up to Manhattan, say they're looking for a job and end up at Alvin Bragg's doorstep looking for a job. This was clear collusion between 
President Biden and Bragg's office to take out Trump. And Colangelo is the key witness in this. And that is what they are. That is why Biden and Bragg are terrified that that Jim Jordan is doing this oversight because they do not want Matthew Colangelo to testify. Um, How do you think this plays out over the next couple of weeks? Is this decision... Is this going to get dragged out? Will will Jordan can Jordan try to go to the judge and try to expedite this? Walk just walk us through what you think the critical path here because obviously timing is very important from the Trump perspective. Well, this the, they talk about separation of powers. This is a clear separation of powers issue for Congress. Congress has plenary oversight power when it's looking at a when it, when it's looking at a legislative purpose and when it's looking at the expenditure of federal funds. And so, if any district judge in the Southern District of New York thinks that they're going to issue an injunction to stop a congressional committee from uh, over, from its constitutional oversight duty, uh, I, that judge needs to know that they will be quickly uh, reversed by the Second Circuit or the Supreme Court of the United States. Because this is a major, you're saying this is going to come down to a major separation of powers issue. And on this one, it's clear. Congress has the ability to have oversight because of funds and other other uh, other means that uh, support the apparatus of uh, Alvin Bragg and Letitia James, correct? Absolutely, and this is part, again. This is part of Democrat lawfare against Trump. And I laid this out earlier today in a tweet on five different fronts. We have New York Attorney General Tish James bringing a fraud lawsuit against President Trump for the non-fraud of Trump uh, borrowing money from sophisticated Wall Street banks and fully paying back those banks with interest. So I don't know how there could be a fraud there. It is a bogus legal theory, and Trump has to go up and do a deposition in New York with Democrat Tish James this week on that. You also have this Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, uh, pursuing a felony charge against President Trump for the non-felony of President Trump settling a nuisance claim with a former stripper based based upon a 2006 allegation that was settled in 2016, well past the statute of limitations. And Alvin Bragg won't even say what the legal allegation is against Trump in the indictment. That's a clear due process clause violation under the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. You have Fulton County DA Fannie Willis, another Democrat politician, uh, looking to indict President Trump for the non-felony of objecting to a presidential election, which is permitted by the Electoral Count Act of 1887. It's also permitted by the First Amendment. If that's illegal to object to presidential elections, then Democrats would be in prison for objecting in 1969, 2001, 2005, and 2017. It's only illegal to object to presidential elections in third world Marxist hellholes. And uh, Garland Special Counsel Jack Smith is also looking at objecting to the presidential election, along with the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records in the congressionally funded office of former president with congressionally funded staff, security clearances, secure office space called SCIFs, Secret Service protection. This is, President Trump was allowed to have his presidential records classified or not under the Presidential Records Act. Uh, Then former vice president was not allowed to have Obama's stolen classified records in several unsecured locations when there's evidence that Miranda Devine in the New York Post pointed out, Hunter Biden used in a 23 paragraph memo, he used these stolen classified records likely 
to secure funding from Ukrainian and uh, uh, Chinese oligarchs illegally, corruptly. So uh, Garland covered that up for several months and let Biden's attorneys uh, do the searches for the first four rounds before he took political heat. And then the FBI went in and found the, the classified documents on the fifth round. So this is this is complete. Uh, the Democrats have politicized and weaponized the justice system for non-crimes against Trump at every level, federal level. They're using uh, federal funds at the state level. Jim Jordan and the House Judiciary Committee and the Weaponization Subcommittee are clearly over the target and clearly doing their constitutional duty here. Before I pivot to the Supreme Court, I know you got to bounce, so we're going to get you in and out here. But I got to ask you, I see a lot of stuff popping up now on the internet and i wanted you to to ask you about other you 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 fingered colangelo on matthew colangelo on the on the bragg situation as the plug and play from the doj and from uh, the biden white house are you seeing any other things uh, particularly about the mar-a-lago situation that leads you to believe that you can start to see um pattern recognition like that on some of these others particularly mar-a-lago where you might see the hand of DOJ or the White House uh, involved in this right now, Mike? Well, the, the Mar-a-Lago Mar raid was clearly authorized by President Biden because President Biden had to waive President Trump's claim of executive privilege. So Biden knew about this raid before it happened. I think documents are just starting to come out. But it's very clear. Biden had to waive executive privilege for Trump, right? So he, he green-lighted. Garland's unprecedented, unnecessary, unlawful home raid on Trump, his political enemy. They went to a biased magistrate judge, Bruce Reinhardt, who had just recused six weeks prior from Trump's civil lawsuit because of Reinhardt's judge, magistrate judge Reinhardt's uh, judicial bias based upon his political Facebook post bashing President Trump. Somehow this judicial bias magically went away over six weeks when Garland went to this biased magistrate judge to get this unprecedented, unnecessary, unlawful home raid on Trump to get back, I would argue, the crossfire hurricane records from Trump that were so politically damaging to Obama and Biden and the deep state. At the same time, Garland is running cover for his boss, Biden, when Biden had stolen classified records from the Obama White House and from the Senate, uh, uh, for that matter. So even worse. So Again, so politicized, so weaponized. Remember this Matthew Colangelo, who's now working with Bragg to get Trump. This is the same Matthew Colangelo who was sending the Justice Department and the FBI after uh, after parents protesting outside of abortion clinics, parents protesting at Loudoun County School Board meetings while he was giving amnesty to abortion industry activists who were terrorizing Catholic churches crisis pregnancy centers and Supreme Court justices and their families in their homes. So I would look out for foxnews.com in the morning because the Article 3 project has a story coming on the Biden Justice Department's weaponization of uh, uh, against President, President Trump and his political enemies. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. Hopefully we'll have you on tomorrow. Just a couple of things. The timing of the waiving of executive privilege, that's a decision Biden has to make with the White House counsel so it had to come sometime, if the raid was in August, it had to come sometime in May, June, or July, correct? I just want to get the timeline here where he made a decision, and only Biden, as the, uh, as the, the chief executive, as the chief magistrate, only he can make that decision. White House counsel or Susan, nobody at a lower level, Merrick Garland, the waiving of executive privilege 
which is, by the way, they ought to go to the Supreme Court on that because it's open thing. Can he even waive on, on a president? But that would have to come from him. Any doubt in your mind on that? There is no question it has to come from the sitting president of the United States to waive executive privilege for a prior president. And you and he did this at a time when he knew he had classified documents. And quite frankly, I think the timeline when it all gets exposed that even because his White House counsel left shortly thereafter, I think that this is when the White House also understood that he had it hasn't been proven yet. But if you look at the timelines here, somebody in the White House is waking up to the fact, because remember, they went to the closet, quote unquote, in November, that somebody in the White House knew that Biden himself had a problem with classified documents. Am I incorrect in that, in, in laying together those two timelines, sir? When this comes out, the there, there is going to be evident, impeachable crimes by President Biden that he knew that he was caught with stolen classified records, and so then he weaponized the Justice Department to go after Trump records that President Trump was absolutely allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act. This is impeachable. Can you repeat that from the top, sir? Yeah, what President Biden has done here is impeachable. He has weaponized the Biden Justice Department to take out his political enemy based upon bogus charges that President Trump had stole, uh, violated the Espionage Act by having classified records in Mar-a-Lago. President Trump was absolutely allowed to have his presidential records in the office of former president under the Presidential Records Act. Biden weaponized the Justice Department to go after Trump because Biden got caught with stolen classified records from the Senate and the Obama White House. This is impeachable. Okay, you heard it from Mike Davis, and ask yourself, how many times has Mike Davis been wrong in the show in the last two years? Mike, a couple things, I know you got to bounce. This AOC, that the court gets its, the courts get, the federal judiciary gets its legitimacy based upon their rulings, is starting to get a little traction on the far left. I want you to give me a minute or two on that, and then I want to, your, your former uh, employer, the Senate Judiciary Committee has announced today that they're going to investigate Clarence Thomas. Um, Give me first off, AOC, how dangerous is this, particularly the fact it's on MSNBC every night and starting to get traction. How does do these judges get their legitimacy from how the political class on Capitol Hill receives their uh, their decisions, sir? This is extremely dangerous what the Democrats are doing here. They know that President Trump transformed the federal judiciary, the Supreme Court and the lower courts of appeals to the first constitutionalist majority in 90 years. And that is the last line of defense from for these Democrats. They, they know that the only thing stopping them from running over Americans and running all of, all, over all of our rights, what, really two things, President Trump, which they're trying to destroy him, and they're, they're going to try to destroy the Supreme Court and the lower federal courts. This is dangerous what they're doing. Uh, this is, they are politicizing and weaponizing uh, Congress uh, to go after these federal judges, and they know that uh, that they know that Clarence Thomas did nothing wrong; that he fully fo followed the the federal rules for federal judges on gifts from close personal friends from for 25 years. They're trying to destroy him. They've been trying to destroy Clarence Thomas for 31 years because he is a black man from the segregated South. He was a liberal and he escaped the Democrats plantation. He got mugged by reality and they hate him for this. 
Mike, are you shocked that uh, given, I mean, the, the Senate Judiciary Committee is one of the most, in this city, one of the most important billets. Uh, only serious people are on there. Uh, are you shocked that the Senate Judiciary Committee is actually discussing now and putting out to the press that they want to actually have hearings and, and actually discuss the situation with uh, with Justice Thomas? Well, I mean, they have to be careful what they what they ask for here, because you know what? Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Justice Breyer, two Democrat appointed Supreme Court justices, took many, many, many trips uh, from very wealthy people. And those wealthy people were, were not their best friends of 25 years, like Clarence Thomas's best friends, like Harlan Crow. Right. These people, Harlan Crow had zero business before the Supreme Court and Justice Thomas fully followed the, the rules and regulations that he was supposed to follow. And uh, if they want to open up this Pandora's box, let's do it, because uh, I know that Ruth Bader uh, Ginsburg, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Justice Breyer took many, many, many trips. So let's go there. Mike Davis, how do people get to you on your website that is literally on fire? You've changed the direction of American history and how they get to you on all your social media. Article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project on Getter, Twitter, and Truth. And my personal is M-R-D-D-M-I-A, my initials in Des Moines, Iowa, M-R-D-D-M-I-A. And thank you, Steve. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Um, Davis is a, a perfect example of when you stand up and fight, uh, the, the positive things are going to happen. I mean, Mike came on the show a couple of years ago. He had done an amazing job of getting Gorsuch in these, in these, uh, Supreme court justices through. He was on the Senate judiciary committee, a highly respected guy. But then we started coming media. He got his website up. It shows you the difference that can happen when you fight and you're relentless. And that's why we call him fighting Mike Davis. He made such a massive impact. Uh, we're going to get that uh, Fox article when it goes up and hopefully get Mike back on at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break. I was going to do some different things on the show today. Todd Benzel is going to be here. I was going to break down this entire article on populism that's uh, up in the New York Times. But NBC News came and, and, and they've been lighting up a war room, been lighting up Joe Allen, Ben Collins over there, who's a pretty smart guy. Actually, he's a very smart guy. He's a lefty, but he's a very smart guy. He's been following us on everything artificial intelligence. Uh, we're going to take a short commercial break. I got Joe Allen up. NBC is uh, not just not happy with the war room. They're kind of mocking the war room and mocking the war room's audience about our concern about artificial intelligence. We got uh, we got the Joe Allen. We'll get all into a short commercial break. Hang around. Be back in a moment. Inflation has consequences as the Fed raises interest rates to combat out of control government spending. Long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, 298-9898 to get a free info kit on gold. 
They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. I admit it. I don't make the best food choices. The CDC says that I should eat six cups of fruit and veggies a day. Now, there's zero chance I'm eating six cups of fruit and veggies a day. But according to a massive study, people who do eat healthy live longer, have less heart disease and diabetes, and have less cancer. Now, I take Field of Greens, and I'll tell you why. Unlike other fruit and vegetable supplements, each specific fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected to support specific functions like heart health, liver and kidney health, immune system, and metabolism. I take Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. And if you're like me, you feel healthier, have more energy, your skin and hair look healthier. And it can help you lose weight. But the biggest benefits is that better health promise. Take Field of Greens and at your next doctor visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. Return it for a refund. Let me repeat, it's the better health promise. Take Field of Greens and at your next doctor's visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up, then return Field of Greens for a full refund. And to help you get started, I got you 15% off your first order, plus get another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Do this today. You will feel healthier. You will look healthier. You will act healthier. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Do it today. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because of EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com code Steve. ekpure.com code Steve.
War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Because we now know that the suspect who is in custody is 42-year-old David DePepe. Ben, I know that you have been looking into this. I know that you have been online already looking at, for his digital footprint. What do we know about him? Yeah, I mean, he's already posted lots of uh, conspiracy theories about transhumanism and global warming and uh, COVID-19 and all this stuff online on a blog. Uh, transhumanism is the belief that there are like aliens running the country and that they're trying to get us to inject ourselves with with COVID-19 shots, vaccines that are really computers. It's like a very confusing, complicated thing. Um, but he is an OG conspiracy theorist. Joining us now, NBC News senior reporter Ben Collins. Um, am I doing something wrong here? Uh, transhumanism is the belief that there are like aliens running the country. Here are some headlines that I wrote the last six months. Fueled by Internet's far-right machine, anti-LGBTQ threats shut down trans rights and drag events. Remember, uh, there was a drag event happening in Colorado. Doctors under threat from far-right activists for providing trans care. Boston Children's Hospital faces bomb threat after right-wing harassment campaign. There were three of those bomb threats. FBI charges Massachusetts women with Boston Children's Hospital bomb threats, so they found one of the people. A child will often know that they are transgender from the moment that they have any ability to express themselves, and parents will often tell us this. We have parents who tell us that their kids, they knew from the minute they were born practically, and actions like refusing to get a haircut or standing to urinate, trying to stand to urinate, refusing to stand to urinate, trying on siblings' clothing, uh, playing with the, quote, opposite gender toys, things like that. I'm trying to say that this is happening. This targeted stuff has real-life impacts. They say on the internet has real-life impacts. And I'm going to fail, by the way. I'm going to you know, freak out because it's happening. But I think we have to have a come to Jesus moment here uh, as reporters. Tucker uh, attacked my colleague, Brandy Zadrozny, who's co-biling on almost all of these stories. Not me, he attacked Brandy, of course. And he, he went right back into this idea that some they is trying to groom your kids, trying to sexualize your children, right? Yeah. Who's the they, first of all? Yeah. Gender-affirming hysterectomy is very similar to most hysterectomies that occur. A hysterectomy itself is the removal of the uterus, the cervix, which is the opening of the uterus, and the fallopian tubes, which are attached to the sides of the uterus. Some gender-affirming hysterectomies will also include the removal of the ovaries, but that's technically a separate procedure called a bilateral oophorectomy. I, look, I am open to feedback. I want to hear how I can tell these stories better. Uh, transhumanism is the belief that there are like aliens running the country and that they're trying to get us to inject ourselves with with COVID-19 shots, vaccines that are really computers. It's like a very confusing, complicated thing. OK, you're open to feedback, Ben. I got uh, Joe Allen on and we'll get up in a second, Joe, as I get you in here uh, about, um, um, you know, what Ben tweeted out today. Leave it. Ben Collins is actually a very smart guy. Now he's the NBC and MSNBC guy. His his mandate, his beat, is all the online digital, and and so he's like the digital. Um, how do I say this? The uh, the hall police in in, in middle school, right? Uh, but he's a smart guy. So when he says things like this, he's knowingly trying to dismiss it by being cute, like on transhumanism. Transhumanism has nothing to do with aliens. And as you know, this audience knows, we've covered this now for years. We've had an editor for the last couple of years. I think we do the best coverage in the business because um, it's every day, it's serious and it's detailed and we put the links up and the stories up and all that. Um, 
the so when Ben Collins says your transhumanism, and then when he does the transgender, you've got we could, we could put you know we we could intercut in that cold open a hundred different examples of people that are in this business of of driving the transgender ideology. So just the point is, when Ben Collins says something like that, this is not a dumb guy. He's a very smart guy. He knows exactly what's going on now. He hates places like the War Room. He hates MAGA. He's, a, he's beyond a never-Trumper. He's a hate-Trump, all that. Now, the reason we're doing this today is that, Joe, you and I have had these, and, and now on Drudge Mac Daddy today, what is it? He's taken the war in China off, which we're the leaders in, in, in discussing that. And today, it, look at the headlines when you put it up. It's all about AI and the fear of AI and, and people in serious places. Um, it's just sitting there. And I can tell you, in the boardrooms, in media, in these companies, on Capitol Hill, the smart people, a lot of people are going, whoa, whoa, what is happening here? This thing is starting to accelerate at an accelerating rate, and we didn't know it. And this is at the biggest companies you've seen, the heads of Google come back off the beach and say, okay, we've unretired to get on top of this. You've had, uh, you've had uh, Zuckerberg just basically toss Meta off the, the boat when he was going to invest billions of dollars, took earnings, said forever to say, no, we're going AI. You've had Bill Gates say AI is everything. You've had Elon Musk. You've had the, the creme de la creme of, uh, of the tech oligarchs, the old school original gangster oligarchs, all saying, hey, AI is everything. Then you've got this next tier of really the cutting edge people on it. And as we've shown over the last weeks and weeks and weeks, there are very smart people, very smart people who are AI accelerationists who are not the Luddites like me or Joe, a quasi-Luddite, who are saying, whoa, we got we to gotta stop this. This could end humanity. Okay, and now you've had local newscasts playing those things and saying, hey, well, the guy, if it could decrease, you know, kill humanity, maybe on top of it. Ben Collins today, Joe, I'll let you take it from here, but he kind of mocked us as like we, at like Steve Bannon and Joe Allen in the war room, we're all nervous about demon summoning. We're not. We're we're only a, we're only bringing it up because the top guys in the business are talking about demon sum, uh, summoning. Joe, take it from here, and let's get some granularity because I want to. We we want to straighten Ben Collins out, particularly Ben. Stop with the nonsense. You're too smart. Transhumanism has nothing to do with aliens and trying to inject people with uh, the COVID vaccine. That's ridiculous. This is a serious topic. You must start to treat it as a serious topic, Joe Allen. Yeah, Steve, I think that this uh, these tweets that he sent, obviously, he's uh, perhaps looking for a bit of attention. Uh, He got a little bit uh, from me, but uh, the basically the tweet, the first tweet reads today in AI panic from Steve Bannon's war room. It makes demon summoning too easy. And then he goes on to say below this uh seriously steve bannon's war room is laser focused on actual demons summoned by ai i'm not sure everyone is ready for how unbelievably stupid the next two years are going to be uh well ben i couldn't agree more especially with guys like you driving the conversation so um i I, first off uh he fails to distinguish between a metaphor and reality. I've never really said whether I believe that demons are being summoned. I simply have said that uh, undoubtedly that is the kind of language that a lot of the guys in the field are using. Elon Musk made it probably the 
the, the way of speaking more than anybody when he told uh, journalists, I believe it was in, in academics at MIT in 2014, uh, that AI is summoning the demon. And a lot of that comes out of, you know, Nick Bostrom's work, a very serious philosopher at Oxford who is a transhumanist but still sees these profound dangers in the technology that he wants to see realized. And then, of course, there was the, the very uh, now famous interview with Eliezer Yudkowsky, uh, and that took place about a month ago, and we covered that relentlessly, wherein he's talking about AI as metaphorically being demon summoning circles, right? That open AI by putting chat GPT out uh, without any of the real uh, safety measures that should be there. Basically, they're summoning the demon and putting the demon su summoning circles in every household. So I, I think that Bill is, or, I'm sorry, Ben is probably being willfully ignorant on this. He probably, as you say, knows exactly what he's doing. But if he does, I think in retrospect, he surely would know that he's going to look very foolish okay. uh, speaking of it the way yeah, he no, is. Nothing, no, hold it, hold it. No, no, nothing, nothing could be dumber than saying the transhumanism is about England. That's, that's just, that's beneath him intellectually. It's stupid. But this is how he tries to smear something. He is correct. Not stupid, but he is correct. As I've said now for two solid years, that the 2024 presidential campaign is going, a big part of this is going to be about transhumanism and artificial intelligence. It just is. It has to be. This is with all the madness going on at the beginning stages of a third world war, of everything going on the southern border, everything happening with our currency. This is the thing itself. This is, this is such a big deal. And quite frankly, nobody really has gotten their arms around it about how we either slow it down or regulate. So it is going to be the next two years. And we pride ourselves on being ahead of the curve here and being the smartest place to consider the alternatives. Because right now they're not being considered. Do we have any, uh, do we have any clips at all? That we, can, can we call a clip, yeah. Memphis? Do you have anything at all that we can play? Let's play a couple of clips, guys. I want to make sure we get the voices of these others in here. We should talk about this because you say it's a metaphor. We'll find out if it's a metaphor. <laughs> we'll find out if it's a metaphor or not. There's something deeply wrong with what's happening. There's something deeply wrong with what's happening. And the top minds in AI, even the biggest accelerationists, are be nervous beyond belief. There's others are saying, full stop. And in fact, full stop. And if there's a rogue lab in Korea or in the Asian landmass or in CCP, or if we find a rogue data center, that does not stop everything, we ought to just do a missile strike on it. So, and that's not coming from War Room or Joe Allen. Joe, let's play a couple of these clips, if you will, and we can comment on it, and hopefully Ben can learn something. And a warning from Tesla Motors CEO Elon Musk about artificial intelligence, which he has called more dangerous than nuclear weapons. Musk spoke at a symposium at MIT. I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, you know those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, yeah, you sure you can control the demon? <laughs> Doesn't work out. I mean, it seems to me some time ago that you could sort of think of humanity as a biological bootloader for digital superintelligence. Well, computers actually are already much smarter than, than people on so many dimensions. We just keep moving the goalposts. Basically, there's just a smaller and smaller corner of, of, what, of intellectual pursuits that humans are better than 
um, computers, and that every year it gets smaller and smaller, and, and soon we will be far, far surpassed in every single way. I don't think artificial intelligence is a threat. People like us, street smart, we never scared of that. We, we think it's a great fun, and we want to change ourselves to embrace it. I don't know, man. That's like famous last words. It was like ChatGPT's blind version of like throwing the ideals at a place where they were exactly the wrong ideals to solve the problem. When the problem is that demon summoning is easy and angel summoning is much harder, open sourcing all the demon summoning circles is not the correct solution. I'm not even using, and I'm using Elon Musk's own terminology here. They talk about AI is summoning the demon, which, you know, not accurate, but, and then the solution was to put a demon summoning circle in every household. I'm not sure. I, 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 I debate with you, Joe. I don't think it's a metaphor. I, I think these guys are very serious about it because it is a dark unknown that we don't know and, and, and things can happen. Okay. I don't think it's just a metaphor. I don't. Uh, but for Ben Collins, this is the research. And you got to stop with the transhumanism. Is aliens about to inject yourself? I've never even heard of this. Redonkulous. You're in the far, you're in the fever swamps of the internet, and this is a serious topic. And NBC News should treat this as a serious topic because this is going to have a massive impact, not just on American culture and society and global, um, everywhere. You see Jack Ma right there. Part of the problem we got in this third world war of particularly around Taiwan right now and the advanced chip design of those labs is that we have no earthly idea on the artificial intelligence side. We know that artificial intelligence is helping the Ukrainians, what we're hearing from intelligence for helping the Ukrainians hold off the Russians as far as targeting goes, they're using AI. It's now, and you've done a great job, it's out deployed on the battlefield, at least in some rudimentary sense. This is what might be concerned with the Seventh Fleet. Until we fully know the capabilities of the Chinese uh, weaponry, you could send an entire a carrier battle group to the bottom of the Straits of Taiwan with ten to 15,000 sailors dead. This is the danger of the zone that we're in, Joe Allen. Well, Steve, maybe uh, I can take some blame on myself because I do waffle between those uh, ideas of demon summoning as metaphor or demon summoning as some literal theological event, mainly because I don't know and, and don't pretend to know. I know how it feels. I know it certainly feels like demon summoning, and I think that's why... Elon Musk and guys like Eliezer Yudkowsky speak this way because it feels the same way to them. Uh, but insofar as the aliens and the injected microchips are concerned, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Kelly, Wired founder Kevin Kelly, oftentimes speaks of AI as an alien mind. This is actually a very common metaphor across the field. You hear it from all sorts of people because artificial intelligence is so different from human cognition, uh, it feels like an alien mind. It thinks differently. In some ways, it thinks faster and better, at least in very specific, narrow categories. And so, uh, you know, I, I, certainly there are a lot of people, I, I personally know a number of people who talk about uh, uh, transhumanism as some sort of alien conspiracy or, you know, that all these technologies come from crashed UFOs. But we, I certainly have never pushed any kind of theory like that, and I don't really agree with it in any, you know, any way. It just it seems to me like saying that Nikolai Tesla 
uh, basically created all these technologies and, and now the elites are just dripping them out on us. I don't see it that way. I think it we're in a very, very chaotic situation with very, very powerful technologies. Uh, and in fact, I don't even see it as a conspiracy so much as I see a lot of people with a concentrated power, a lot of irresponsible, irresponsible people in control. And so from our perspective, it might as well be some sort of global conspiracy because we don't have control over whether or not these technologies are deployed. We barely have any control on how over how they're used. And we certainly don't have any say uh, in whether or not the jobs are going to be replaced by artificial intelligence and automation, whether or not teachers are going to be replaced by artificial intelligence, whether or not students are going to learn uh, basically by way of bots. Certainly people can take their own children out of the school system, but as this widespread technological net is basically uh, brainwashes some large portion of the society, we are going to have to deal with it. So, you know, demon summoning, uh, alien conspiracies. Yeah, I think these are all very good and powerful metaphors for what is happening. If they're literally happening, you know, hey, whatever, I guess we'll find out. But uh, I, I think that, again, well, no, coming no, back well, to okay, our friend, hang, hang on, hang on, yeah. hang, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because Kevin Kelly is one of the smartest guys called Alien Brain. Let, let me just give a, okay. This is what you know when you talk about a chaotic, chaotic situation. You have individuals, Bill Gates at uh, Microsoft. You have uh, Sergi and his buddy at, uh, at Google. Uh, you have uh, Zuckerberg. These are almost trillion-dollar companies. Th this is the elite of the tech oligarch. They were caught shocked by what was released at Davos on approximately 15 January of this year. Okay? 15 January, 15 April. And by the end of this week, that will be, that will be the, uh, that will be the 90th day. I keep telling people we're in the first 100 days when Davos man saw this, the biggest, most powerful tech companies in the world with the guys that have been the cutting edge to get us to this point today were in shock, came off the beach, came out of retirement, said, this has got to be the focus, all of them to a person. This has got to be the focus. This got to be the focus of our company. We have to get ahead here. One of the reasons it's chaotic is that the most powerful people in the world with the most powerful platforms in the world were shocked by what they saw. And since that time, we are only, we're within 90 days of this happening. Let me repeat this, 90 days of this happening and look at the turmoil. That's why we covered it for two years in advance. And that's only one segment of transhumanism, right? This shows you the uh, with the the power that's there to grab, it's like a land grab now. It's totally chaotic, and I'll be blunt: it's uncontrollable. A thousand Ben Collins, a thousand of the top people signed a letter that came out and said we need a moratorium of six months. And the ones that didn't sign didn't sign because they said there shouldn't be any moratorium. They said that wasn't enough. We should do airstrikes on people that won't come together and shut all development down, all development down. That's how important this is, and it's got to be treated. If it's not treated seriously, you're just going to get run over because I can tell you from behind the scenes, from the hedge fund guys to the corporations to the guys in the city, people are petrified, scared about where this is going to go. Joe, we got to bounce. How do people get to all your great writings? you got a great piece up over at Human Events Daily. Uh, how do people get to all your writings? 
Uh, you can find the Human Events Daily piece at the top of my social media, uh, at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. You can find it at warroom.org under the Transhumanism tab. That's where Ben Collins will find it. Uh, and if I could just say one, you know, one last note on Ben, um, uh, you know, I think that as this ramps up and as more and more people, him being the last one, take this seriously, I suppose that at some point he's going to have to admit in the same way that Boston Children's Hospital was doing transgender operations on minors, that Big these time. technologies yeah. far beyond that are out of our control. Uh, uh, Joe, thank you very much. Uh, look forward to having you on tomorrow. We're going to be back at 10, but tonight on Getter live when Tucker does the uh, Tucker does the interview with President Trump we will be uh, live chatting that will be up make sure everybody goes together and check it out live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time we'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. hopefully we'll get Mike Davis off from his Fox uh, this Fox piece he's putting up tomorrow we'll get Mike Davis on it's going to be a wild day tomorrow make sure you join us War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Soul Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.